Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Welcome to Nuggets Nation, where you'll find the most up-to-date news, stories, and information about the Denver Nuggets and their organization. Brought to you by your host, Ethan Hinschel. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 7 of Nuggets Nation. My name's Ethan Henschel, and I'm here to bring you guys the most up-to-date information on the Nuggets' second week of basketball. I'm going to break down all four games, how they went, and what the Nuggets can improve on, and where they go from here. So to start, they played the Minnesota Timberwolves on Wednesday. Unfortunately, the Nuggets lost, but I'll get down into the reasons as to why they lost and where they go from here from this game. So for those who have been following along, the Timberwolves have a really long starting lineup, and they start Towns, Gobert, Anthony Edwards, Mike Conley, and McDaniels. That is one of the better defensive starting lineups in the NBA. I'd argue it's right now arguably the best defensive starting lineup in the NBA. They have the best defensive metric by some uh, statistic websites, according to the NBA. And it really showed against the Nuggets because the Nuggets did really struggle just in terms of finding a rhythm and just overall flow of the game. Though the Nuggets were due for a bad game, one might argue this for sure was not the expectation of the game in terms of which we are used to seeing the Nuggets play, but I just want to get down to really why they lost. So obviously, as I mentioned, the Timberwolves' defense was really impressive and good. Rudy Gobert made a huge difference on the defensive end for the Timberwolves. Nuggets really just couldn't establish any rhythm on offense. They were kind of stagnant, which is pretty unusual to see from the Nuggets' offense because usually they move really well, especially with the players who do not have the ball. So that was shocking, to say the least. The next thing that stood out to me was they looked a little tired and a step slow, to be honest, though that is expected. They are due for some bad games over the course of an 82-game season. It was, again, surprisingly poor, but once again, they were 4-0 up to this point in time, and they had been a pretty busy schedule they have played, so you got to give them a little bit of a break and see how they rebound, which I'll get into a little bit, but I just want to really get into this game first. So, I thought they lacked some size off the bench, is what stood out to me a bit. Um, The missing piece of Locker Contour really hurt the Nuggets, I believe. He just can provide size off the bench, and though his loss hasn't really been imminent so far this year, I think against the Timberwolves it showed, just because the Timberwolves have size, whether in the starting lineup or off their bench, the Nuggets do not have a tremendous amount of size coming off the bench, that they have it in the starting lineup. Hayden Watson's going to be one of their bigger guys coming off the bench, along with Zeke Naji, who actually had a really good game, I'd argue, that they didn't win. He had a good game, which we'll get into in a little bit, but those are going to be their two biggest guys. And then they got like Connor Gillespie, Julian Strother, uh, Reggie Jackson, Christian Braun, Justin Holiday, and a few other guys. And they're not the biggest guys, though they might have a big wingspan and can play good defense. They can't really guard guys that are 6'8", 6'9", and above, especially that have a little more weight 
on them. So that's going to be a struggle for the Nuggets and something to keep an eye on as the season continues to progress. One other thing that stood out to me was the role of Peyton Watson. He's played really well so far this year, and especially on the defensive end coming off the second unit. One thing that has stood out to me about his play is he's been really athletic, which is awesome to see as a fan and just someone who follows the team, and he can really improve as the season goes along. But to me, though he added muscle in this offseason, he still lacks some size when he matched up against guys like Nas Reed coming off the Timberwolves bench and just kind of got bodied. And unfortunately, the Nuggets didn't really have an answer for that. They inserted a lineup at one point with Jokic and Zeke Naji to create a little more size. It did all right, didn't do the best. Just overall, they didn't have any rhythm on offense, which led to the bench unit kind of struggling. The bench unit at points provided a little spark. They just once again, rhythm was the key word in today's game, and they found none of it, which is really one of the main reasons why they lost. The other was they didn't play that well on defense. They turned the ball over a tremendous amount, which really hurt them, including Jokic, so something he's got to work on a little bit. And just the Nuggets are going to scrap this one, look at the tape a bit, and then just see where they can go from here. Once again, they were due for a bad game, and it happened, and it's... I don't want to say it's whatever because it sucks to lose, but you just got to move on a bit. And fortunately, they were playing in 48 hours again at home for the first game of the in-season tournament against the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic, which was going to be a rather marquee big game on national TV. So they had that to look forward to and rebound there. And I just want to quickly touch upon Michael Porter. Once again, he did not have the best offensive game against the Timberwolves, but he did provide a really good role defensively. He's becoming a really nice two-way player. And I think he really can just continue to progress. And as he has said a few times so far this year, his ankle is not yet 100%. So the signs and positives he has shown on the defensive end is with his ankle not at 100% yet. So that's really encouraging for Nuggets fans and for his two-way potential. All right. So to break down game two of the week against the Dallas Mavericks, it was Nuggets' sixth game of the season. It was the first game of the NBA in-season tournament. And... It was a really good game from start to finish. The Nuggets played really well. They rebounded extremely well from the previous game. And I'll just break down what happened and why. But first, I want to go into the Mavericks starting lineup. For those who are not familiar with the team, the Mavericks started Kyrie Irving, who they re-signed this past offseason. They started Luka Doncic, who's their franchise player. Derek Jones Jr., who they signed, who I actually like. Grant Williams, who they traded for. And rookie Derek Lively Jr. out of the University of Duke. The Nuggets starting lineup was the same as it's been all other games this year. And it was the first night of a back-to-back. The second one is going to be against the Bulls, which I'll get into shortly after this recap. But the starters played really well in this game. I can't really pinpoint any starter who did not necessarily play well. So that was a really positive sign. Again, they rebounded really well from the previous game against the Timberwolves. They had rhythm on offense. They had rhythm on defense. So they didn't necessarily play the best on defense. They were able to rotate well when they needed to and rebound the ball well when they needed to some things i'd like to see on the defensive end were a little bit more communication in terms of physically rebounding the ball and just outletting the ball though they play well in transition just some communication especially off the bench unit in terms of just outletting and pushing the ball in transition is going to be key for the nuggets as the season continues to progress but the three main players that stood out to me and i know i normally do three but in today's game There were four players who stood out to me, so I'm going to break them down. First, per usual, Nikola Jokic. He had an incredible game. He matched up against Luka Doncic. Not 
he wasn't guarding him, but in terms of just like marquee player against marquee player, he balled and that was super awesome to see. Uh, Jokic had 33 points, nine assists, 14 rebounds. He shot 14 of 16 from the field and two of two from three. So he had an exceptional game. There was not really a negative in his game. He's playing incredibly well this season, picking up right from last season and looking like he's going to be the top contender for MVP this year. So that's wonderful. Hopefully he can win it. The second best player in today's game, I'd argue, was Michael Porter Jr. He played really well defensively. When he guarded Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic struggled. Luka couldn't really get around him. Michael Porter moved his feet well. His length was visible. He's 6'11", so he provided that wingspan and just contesting on shots. So that was awesome to see. They kind of was a bit of a question mark uh, in terms of his defensive production, Michael Porter. So the fact that he's showing it is a really wonderful sign, especially with the loss of Bruce Brown. As I've mentioned a few times on this podcast, that the Nuggets are going to need someone to step up defensively, and Michael Porter is the ideal piece because he's got such great length. But going into his offensive side of the game today, he had 24 points, 9 rebounds, 2 blocks, so again, on the defensive end, 10 of 18 shooting from the field, and 4 of 8 from 3. So once again, he shot the ball really well. I think this is going to be a game where he turned the page offensively for the season, and his ankle, once again, is continuing to get better day by day. And the sky's the limit for this man. I've been really high on Michael Porter all year. I've been high on Michael Porter since he's been drafted into the league. I thought he should have been a higher pick than 14th overall. I know he was coming off a back injury from college, but to me, a 6'11 player with massive two-way potential who shoots the ball well from all three levels of the floor, they don't make those players too often. So the fact that the Nuggets lucked in to getting him is a tremendous asset for the organization and he's really paid dividends and I think he's going to continue to get better especially as that ankle gets better Michael Porter is going to shoot the ball better he's going to continue to play defense and the role he is providing for the Nuggets is tremendous especially now with Jamal Murray being out potentially a game at minimum if not a few more that you can play Michael Porter off the bench to give the bench good size, which they were kind of lacking, as I mentioned in the previous recap. And on top of that, he can provide an offensive spark with shooting the ball. He doesn't need the ball in his hands necessarily to do well on offense because he cuts really well. But he can run the offense, not as a point guard, but he can be a focal point on your offense, especially off the bench unit. And that'll just give him a lot of confidence and trust, which I think is something really awesome for the Nuggets to have in a luxury. And finally, the third and fourth best players for the Nuggets, really in no order, was Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon. I'll just break them down in the order in which I said, but you could easily say Aaron Gordon was slightly better than Jamal Murray in today's game. But Jamal Murray had 18 points, 13 assists, and two rebounds. He really was good playmaking, really setting guys up, and really was a great leader and focal point on this offense in today's game, making sure guys were in the right spots, and really just making sure the offense had rhythm, unlike the game against Minnesota. So this was a great sign. And then Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon had 18 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and 1 block. Really was all over the floor and really provided tremendous value. Aaron Gordon has had an awesome year so far. As I mentioned in one of the first few episodes, a goal of mine for him was to increase his rebounding and assist numbers, and he has done so in both categories this year. So that's awesome. Granted, we are eight games into the season, so it's early, and we got to make sure we're patient and not getting carried away by some statistics, but early signs are great. And 
overall, once again, the Nuggets played really well offensively. They rebounded well again. Their defense did struggle at a few points, though they were playing a very marquee offense in Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. They're two of the hardest players to guard in today's NBA, but they held their own. They got the win, which is the most important aspect, and they were able to limit the Mavs scoring at times, which led to the Nuggets winning. And really positive, really positive game and positive sign from the previous game that they played. All right. Now for recap of game three against the Chicago Bulls. This was the second night of a back-to-back. The Bulls starting lineup was Kobe White, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Torrey Craig, and Nikola Vucevic. The Bulls are a team that's looking to build off their poor season last year. So they were trying to come in to Ball Arena and make a statement win against the NBA defending champs. And they did not do that. Fortunately for Nuggets fans, the Bulls really struggled. And a lot of that we can attest to the Nuggets defense in the second half. But I'm going to break down why the Nuggets did so well in today's game. For starters, Jamal Murray did get hurt in the first half of today's game. He only played nine minutes, and he is going to be out in Monday night's game. So that's something to keep an eye on as to see how long Jamal Murray is going to be out with this injury. But the Nuggets responded well to his injury. It didn't seem like it was going to be anything too significant, which is a positive sign. However, I think we still need a little more information before we kind of make analyzations about that. But... Jokic played really well once again. Yeah, he played really well. Uh, He really picked up the loss of Jamal Murray well. He ran that offense in Jamal Murray's absence. You could really see Nikola being the focal point on offense and helping all the guys out because that's kind of Jamal Murray's job. But with him out, Jokic can easily run that point guard position as a center. So that's such a luxury to have for the Nuggets. There's going to be a few guys that are going to have to step up in Jamal Murray's absence, as we saw in this game. Connor Galepsi, Reggie Jackson, Christian Braun, they all stepped up in his absence, contributed offensively, contributed defensively, and that's what it's going to take to win without Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray is a special player, and he brings a lot to the table in terms of his playmaking, his offensive shooting ability, and his ability to just get a bucket when you need it. The Nuggets are going to miss that, but they do have the ability to fill some of the skills that he has in those few players that I just mentioned, so that's great. And let's just break down who did well in today's game. So once again, Nikola Jokic was the Nuggets' best player. He had 28 points, 16 rebounds, 9 assists. He shot 9-16 from the field and 9-9 from the free throw line. So once again, he had an exceptional game. The Nuggets did start a bit slow in the first half, i.e. losing Jamal Murray to injury. They lacked a little rhythm as they exited the first quarter and entered the second quarter. But as the second half started, they really pulled away, and that was due to Nikola Jokic just taking control of the game and dominating. The second best player for the Nuggets was once again Michael Porter Jr. As I mentioned in the previous recap, he has really turned a corner, and I'm excited to see him play tonight. I'm recording right now on Monday, 3.17 p.m., so... I'm curious to see how he plays, especially with Jamal Murray out. He's going to have a bigger offensive role. But in today's game, he had 27 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. He also shot 9-16 from the field, like Jokic, and he was 5-10 from 3-point land. So once again, he shot the ball well, played really good defense, and has continued to get better each game. So I looked forward to seeing him build off the Bulls game to tonight's game against the New Orleans Pelicans. And Aaron Gordon was the Nuggets' third best player in today's game, unsurprisingly. He had 15 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, was 4-9 from the field, and 6-8 of eight from the free throw line. He really was everywhere in terms of the stat sheet as well as on the court. When I make these evaluations about 
who was the Nuggets' best player in today's games and, and, and in all of these games. I'm not just focused purely on the stats. I'm focused on a holistic approach. Yes, the stats are involved, but how they did and what doesn't necessarily show up on the box score. And a lot of what Aaron Gordon does doesn't show up on the box score. Since he's such a great team player, he cuts well. He plays really good defense. He often guards the team's, the opposing team's best guard slash forward if they're bigger. And his role is tremendous for the Nuggets. And Aaron Gordon is such a fun player to watch, especially when he's playing with confidence, which we've seen recently. Yeah, the Nuggets are in a great spot. And though Jamal Murray is injured and we are going to see the duration of his injury, they're in a great spot. The bench has been really good this season. They played really well on Saturday against the Bulls and they rebounded well after that loss in Minnesota. They beat Dallas in a pretty dominant fashion. They beat Chicago in dominant fashion. Then they play tonight against the Pelicans. And I'm looking forward to that game because the Pelicans also do have a bigger team with Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Jonas Valanciunas. Though Jokic has, in his career, really dominated against Valanciunas. I'm curious to see how the Nuggets play tonight. I assume Reggie Jackson is going to start in Jamal Murray's place, but we'll see. And after the game, I will give you guys a recap of tonight's game against the Pelicans, and I will publish this episode tomorrow morning on Tuesday, November 7th, so make sure to stay tuned for that. All right. Hey, everyone. I want to give you guys a recap of game four for the Nuggets this week. They played New Orleans Pelicans. It is the eighth game of their season. The Nuggets won 134 to 116. It was a really good game from the Nuggets in terms of their second half performance. Their first half performance left a lot to be desired for, which they fulfilled in the second half. But I'm going to break down what went wrong in the first half, what went well in the second half, and where the Nuggets go from here. If you are not familiar, Jamal Murray is out with an injury. He is going to be out the next few games, Coach Malone said, if not a little bit more. I'm recording right now at 9.40 p.m., so we might learn some more information tomorrow morning and as the week progresses. But as of right now, the Nuggets starting lineup was Reggie Jackson, KCP, MPJ, Aaron Gordon, and Nikola Jokic. So everyone was the same except for Reggie Jackson was swapping in for Jamal Murray. The New Orleans Pelicans starting lineup was Jordan Hawkins, Herbert Jones, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, and Jonas Valanciunas. They also have a very young starting lineup in terms of their backcourt. Their frontcourt is a little more experienced with Valanciunas having been in the league probably a decade at this point. I'm not exactly sure off the top of my head, but Zion and Brandon Ingram do have experience. Zion has not played a ton, but when he's played, he's been quite well. So the Pelicans got off to a phenomenal start. They were up 71-59 to 59 at halftime. They really were just outclassing the Nuggets in almost all aspects of today's game in the first half. They could not miss Jordan Hawkins, Matt Ryan, not the NFL quarterback, but Matt Ryan, yes, the NBA player, if you're unfamiliar, was shooting the lights out the ball. They could not miss. Like, they literally just could not miss. It was quite frustrating to watch. You felt as if you were just watching a team who literally was shooting a basketball in a massive pit or something I don't even know like it it was absurd to say the least and thankfully I don't believe in the law of averages because if you know math that does not make sense but the Pelicans shooting percentage did come down in the second half and they really 
they did not play well in the second half, but the Nuggets played much better in the second half is what I'd argue. What went wrong in the first half for the Nuggets, they fixed in the second half. So what what went wrong for the Nuggets in the first half was really just a lack of ball distribution. They didn't move the ball well. They really shot poorly from the three-point line. I believe they were 1 of 13 from the field from three, 1 of 14. And it was really just a Nikola Jokic show in the first half, which isn't the worst thing in the world, but you need other guys to get involved, especially with Jamal Murray out and his absence looming large. So in the second half, Michael Porter played really well. Aaron Gordon played really well. Julian Strother had a coming out game, which I've talked about him pretty extensively on this podcast in earlier episodes before the season started and as the season began to start with a guest named CT. So be sure to check that out if you haven't already to learn more a bit about Julian. But Julian played awesome tonight, especially in the second half. He shot the lights out the ball. He really came up with timely buckets when the Nuggets needed them. And I really was impressed with his performance tonight. Something for him to build off of. But with Jamal Murray out, the Nuggets' main three starters and Nikola Jokic, Aaron Gordon, and Michael Porter Jr. are going to have to step up. And they did so in a large way tonight. I'll read you guys their stat lines right now. Aaron Gordon was had 15 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists on 7-11 shooting, 1-2 from the free throw line. He was 0-2 from 3. Michael Porter had 22 points, 3 assists, 9 rebounds, 8-16 from the field, 2-6 from 3, 4-4 four four from the free throw line. A very good game, well-rounded from him. Good defense as well. He did have a few careless mistakes but that can be improved on if the season progresses and Nikola Jokic he just had an incredible game it's really easy to just talk about how good the man is but let's not take it for granted how good he is he is an incredible hall of fame all-world talent that the NBA is not going to see for at least another 15 to 20 years if there is even another player that can replicate Nikola Jokic's game but Jokic had 35 points 14 rebounds 12 assists 15 to 24 shooting two of six from three, three of five from the line, and he was playing with an injured wrist. I think that injured wrist was a little bit apparent in the first half of the game when he missed a few three-pointer attempts. However, in the second half, he really looked more comfortable and in control, and it really led to the Nuggets winning this game because the Nuggets in the first half, it seemed as if they were lacking confidence in a way. They weren't engaged almost with the game, as the announcers alluded to at one point, and they got down 20 points in the first half. They cut it to 12 at the half, so they were down 71 to 59, as I mentioned earlier, but they were down 20 points in the first half. So the fact that they ended up winning this game by 18 points, that they had a 38-point turnaround, is really impressive. I saw a stat towards the end of the game while watching it, that said since, like, I believe 96 or 97, the Nuggets had only won 10 times after being down 20 points in a game. So this was a pretty remarkable win considering all factors. With Jamal Murray out, the Nuggets not shooting the best in the first half, allowing 71 points in the first half, the Pelicans shooting the lights out in the first half, then proceeding to come back in the second half and win. Wow, what a game. Nuggets improved to 7-1, and one, moved to 3-1 and one in the second week of basketball. Really impressive. But before I move on to preview the Nuggets' next game this week, I just want to talk a little bit about the bench because the bench was amazing tonight, guys. The bench was amazing. I really can't say enough positives about the bench so far this year. They've just been so incredible. They've provided such a spark off the bench. They've really helped give the starters a break. They've filled in for Jamal Murray tonight seamlessly. And Julian Strother had 21 points. 8-13 from the field, 5-9 from three, two rebounds, one assist. 
And there were other guys who contributed. Peyton Watson had four points. Christian Braun had six points. But I don't want to just solely focus on points. Peyton Watson and Christian Braun played incredible defense. They provided such a good spark off the bench. Peyton Watson is so athletic. He's going to be such a fun player to watch as the season progresses and as he continues to progress individually as a player. And the Nuggets are so good. The Nuggets are really good. And they got a big game coming up on Wednesday against the Golden State Warriors, especially without Jamal Murray out. It's going to be tough, but I do believe they can win again. Golden State, obviously, they're four-time NBA champions during this error. They've won four in nine years now, I believe. Um, they got Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Jonathan Kaminga, Kevon Looney, Steve Curry. They got a really good team and really good head coach, but the Nuggets should be right there just with them. The Nuggets do have tremendous size on them, which I think will prove to be an advantage. The Nuggets are going to have to defend the three-point shot way better than they did tonight, so that's something to improve upon. Areas for the Nuggets to improve upon just for the next game and just for the rest of the season would be careless turnovers, not necessarily quantity of turnovers because I didn't think that was necessarily a problem, but careless turnovers. Turnovers that led to timely buckets for the Pelicans and turnovers that are easily fixed. Like, for instance, Michael Porter, not ripping on the guy, but just for instance, this is a careless turnover. Gets the rebound right around the elbow. There were two or three Pelicans surrounding him. He puts the ball on the floor. He shouldn't put the ball on the floor. Just pick your head up, wait for them to clear out, triple threat, maybe pass the ball. Just do something, but don't put the ball on the floor in a crowded space, especially with the ball low. It's a good chance it's going to get stolen. It did. It led to an easy Brandon Ingram mid-range jumper for two points. Nuggets went down six, I believe, at that point. But things like that, things like that need to get worked on for the Nuggets, and they will. The season's long. They've played eight games so far. They're 7-1, and one, which is an incredible record. And they're first in the Western Conference as of tonight, and we really only have positives to talk about, thankfully. The Nuggets have been pretty injury-free. Obviously, Jamal Murray is now injured, which sucks, but hopefully he can get healthy, and hopefully he won't miss more than maybe two, three weeks at maximum, hopefully four, worst-case scenario. But hopefully they can get Jamal Murray back sooner than later. The Nuggets are not going to rush his injury. Obviously, he is a key player to their team, second best player on the squad so they need him healthy for their playoff run this year and the season's long we are just starting november so be patient guys make sure jamal murray gets healthy and rested so he can be back performing at a high level but in the meanwhile i think we saw what's going to have to happen for the nuggets to win on a consistent basis because their backcourt without jamal murray is going to struggle a bit kcp also looked like he got dinged up tonight but we'll see what their injury report looks like going into Wednesday's game. But yeah, the Nuggets are off to a great start and pretty much no complaints on my end. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to this podcast. If you do so, one of the first 500 subscribers is going to have an opportunity to win a free Nikola Jokic jersey. So make sure to hit that subscribe button, whether you're listening on Apple, Spotify, or any other platform. Thank you all for listening, and I look forward to bringing you guys another episode next week. Take care and have a wonderful day.